Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Momentum. And we are 31-year Wall Street veterans who have had to take on secret identities and go underground in order to provide you with our candid views on a handful of stocks out of each week's Value Line investment survey. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news. But our bosses would never allow our unfiltered views on the air, so we've disguised our voices, and they'll never know. This week, we look at the February 10th, 2012 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey, small and mid-cap edition. Uh, but before we get to that, a couple of important caveats. First, this show's for entertainment purposes only. That's not a guarantee. Secondly, uh, this is a hobby for Mo and I. So during the week, we have paying clients. We do a lot of fundamental research. We go through financials, meet management teams, uh, read conference call transcripts, sit on conference calls, do a lot of analysis and forecasting. We do none of that here. Um, so be warned. Third, uh, this is a hobby. I think, did I already say that? What's third? Oh, we may not have your best interests in mind. Uh, we may be advising you to do the opposite of what you should actually do, so do your own work. And fourth, and this may become more obvious during the course of the show, but We've both been heavily drinking, so, um, and I got a, I got somewhere, I, it's not a shtick, I mean, we are drinking, I read somewhere someone thought it was a shtick, but no, we're, this is, N-O-V-Y, family winery, and it's, a Willamette Valley, Willamette Valley, Oregon, they grow trees there, I didn't know they, I didn't know they grew wine, this was a gift from my, uh, accountant, you know, since we started doing the show in the office, was that the SEC investigation uh, well, that he no. was so good on? No, he, was, he, he was good. We did. We did have a, the very fact that you're sitting here. We did have an tells audit. You how good a it few. Is. Uh, I can't. I shouldn't say exactly, but you know, it's routine. It went fine. It's an, and it is for the FBI to come in. That's routine. Well, the FBI was not here. Oh, right. I thought it's I, just I, the I, SEC. Uh, we're a registered investment advisor. They come in every three years, and we're completely buttoned up. It was fine, but um, yeah, I did have I did have a few bottles of wine, but they're gifts. And they're not over the limit, whatever. There's a limit to what It's a million dollars a year. I think, I think so. I yeah, think, is that the uh, maximum? Yeah. If you go anyway, over that, then these, you gotta, uh, you got to itemize it. Yeah, these did not reach that. So, Good. But I've now had a purpose for all this wine because people send you wine. It just sits around here, so we're having a chance to use it. So. And you can send those bottles to... Uh, uh, so to this them. is still part of the caveats. It's getting a little longer. Ooh. But see all our caveats, all of our bios, uh, interesting tidbits about us at www.thevalueguys.com. There's also indexes to five years of shows on iTunes. You can also, I've learned recently, Google The Value Guys and, uh, and almost any ticker, and one of our shows comes up where we've talked about that in the past. And there's also a best ideas list at the website, www.thevalueguys.com. So... Um, I guess we should just. Uh, oh, I have. Well, I, uh, I, yeah, you've got some charts to go through. I and do. I have, a, I have a question for you, and that okay. is. Um, I wanted to just get to the show, but. Yeah, go ahead. But. Uh, some people do drunk dialing. We do drunk analysis. Of course, it's uh, no must, no fuss. And the beauty is, all you need to know, at least to get started, really is on a value line. And I've been going through value lines for thirty years. It's just something you do. And podcasting was invented. And, well, do you, you know, think, here you you are. think we've, we've started a, a trend here? Because I'm looking at this is real. The cover of CFA Institute. And what's the title? I uh, am a CFA. Uh, tipsy. Hmm. I think hmm. I think we might have started a, a fad here. I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting issue. But anyway. they, 
Uh, I think it's the randomness of the tipsiness of the market, what they're getting. So I was impressed. We uh, You looked through 139 names, 14 minutes. That's six seconds a name yeah. in today's uh, IT services sector and oil field sector. Well, you know, you don't want to overanalyze. Is that, is that fast for you? <laughs> Not or at you, all. Was that that's the slow and I, thoughtful mode? You want to try to throw these things out as fast as possible. Well, it, so, I, it, was, it, was, it was surprising. You I know what I, I do? On these value lines, and honestly, uh, how do I screen? If I see a lot of NMFs on the page, I, uh, I, I pass that. yeah. because that's a lot of work. Now, for paying customers, you know, I might, I might dig in a little bit. But here on the show, we don't want to burden people with a lot of extra work. So NMF, you know what that means to me? Confusing. Why give that to a customer? Well, you, you know, know? That, at that rate, it's great because you could go through the whole S&P 500 uh, before you really have your first uh, cup of coffee in the morning, take the rest of the day off. Well, a couple of them, I think if you noticed, I spent upwards of 30 seconds on. Yeah, they were. I really was digging in on a couple. Yeah. So, which is the first one? You know, Mo, uh, I've got a whole thing now where I do... Uh, Oh, the Sec charts, a the section charts, of the, the show. Charts, the charts. Yeah, I've got a. I'm paging through the uh, National screen. Economic Trends section of the show. Of course, my screensavers kicked in here, but it's amazing if you go to the St. Louis Federal Reserve site. Uh, this stuff is up to date as of right now. You don't have to wait to watch it on television or hear it on CNBC or something like that. It's it's one click away, and I'm looking at it. They Updated this today. To so Louis now you can Reserve. know what the, 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 the labor force and the farm labor force was yesterday. Well, it, yesterday. that last spot on the chart, yes. that is actually this morning. This morning. This morning. The ink is not even dry. On your screen. Don't, then don't touch your well, screen. You so it. here's, you know, there's 30 pages of stuff here. And if you just want to amaze your friends at a party, if you go through here, even if you're not trying. You will be a chick magnet. Put on your favorite album in the background and page through here because stuff pops out. For example, I just had a couple of noteworthy items I want to mention. And Val, you really do this, don't you? I do. This is my profession. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Well, one thing, the long bond is at 2%. It's never at 2%. Never in my career. I think there have been some times in the 50s it was low and such. So it might stay here for a long time. I'm not going to try to predict what will happen. But I do think that that means the long bond is worth 50 times pre-tax earnings. And I'll just say those earnings in the form of coupons don't grow. Uh, you do have a certain principle at the end, but presumably a stock that you held for 20 years, if it's any good, it's not going to go down over that period unless they're losing market share and the economy is shrinking. So as an equity analyst, Look out for stocks that are shrinking and losing market share, uh, and you're apt to grow better than the long bond. So my point is, stocks are a great value right now relative to almost any time in history in my career because of the annuity value at these interest rates. And this shows up right here on page, uh, let's see, I lost track of it. Wait a minute. I want to guide people right in here. There it is. This is on page 7 of National Economic Trends, the St. Louis Federal Reserve, interest rates back to 1987, both short-term, the three-month Treasury, and long-term, or what passes for long-term nowadays, they're both the lowest they've ever been today. So 
that's noteworthy. Uh, what else did I have here? Um, just one other thing. I mean, there's a thousand interesting things in here. One is right now, and this is pr this is in advance of the GDP numbers. I mean, GDP's been sort of clipping along at one and a half percent per quarter nominal. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not right. Three percent annual rate nominal. So, um, you know, that's pretty low when you undo inflation, take out the even the long bond. That's one percent real or something. So that's not great. But the most recent numbers for employment are rocketing up in every way measured: number of people, number of hours. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, even unit labor costs are rising. People are paying up for labor. They want labor. So I think what's happened is last year uh, there was this big buildup in inventory. And then, it, you know, it was like, whoa, are people really going to recover? We're now at the point where uh, end market sales are running faster than the inventories. And, and managements are now saying, hey, we've got to rebuild inventory. The recession looks like it's coming. And this uh, productivity coming out of this new hiring is not even showing up in the numbers, but the employment number is. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And that's on page, uh, what page am I on here? I don't know. I lost track of it. But if you page through here, you'll see it. It's around page 10, but I'm not seeing it. Anyway, so, those, so there you have it, walking through the national economic trends. That was a section of the show, and now that section's over. So... Um, okay, four fabulous value ideas out of this week's Value Line Investment Survey, small and mid-cap edition. And uh, I think, uh, let's see, well, actually, first up, we're going alphabetically. Uh, four names this week. I'll just, I'm going to say them in advance. Sometimes that helps people. Because if you like one that you want to skip ahead to, you can do that. Digital Generation, DGIT. Uh, Dynamics Research, DRCO, TC Pipelines, a nice yield play, TCP, and uh, a French word, Transmontagna. What? That would be Transmontal. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Momentum. Um, um, ticker TLP. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And uh, on digital, I actually asked you, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because uh, – I did this last a couple shows ago. I might be a little too ah. close to it, you know. Plus, well, we we own it in the shop. So. You know, it's it's an interesting story. You know, when I look at the company, here's what they do: they have three big computer farms. They're called network operating centers. They're spread around the country, and they connect digitally five thousand advertisers with twenty nine thousand radio stations, television stations. So they're transmitting stuff from advertisers to media outlets. So they're the middlemen. So it's a great business. Um, the fact that they're doing digital and they're also going to websites, you know, so the New York Times just did a big piece. And they said people are watching less TV and they're spending more time looking at their computers. And so that's where advertising is migrating. And again, they're the middlemen between the advertisers and the outlets, the web pages. So I like the space. I like where they are. The only thing that worries me a little bit about is the stock has just been in free fall, and um, the the earnings have gone from a buck sixty down to ninety four. Now they look like they're making a little bit of a comeback. But I like the space, I like the story, but I'm a I'd want to know a little more what's going on with the company that's that's uh, had that big of a 
impact on the stock price? Well, good point. Um, I recommended this on the show, <clears throat> I don't know, a few months ago. You know, these uh, stocks repeat through value line every, I think, three months or something like that. Um, and I just see the the chart here. The stock's at 13, and I think I might have recommended it, like, back when it was 20, just because, you know, this thing is 10 times earnings. It's in advertising. Advertising is, uh, and I, I benefit from a study I did many years ago, but advertising is a very consistent 5% of sales, and I'm talking about for hundreds of years, for as long as data exists. That's how much capitalists feel comfortable investing in advertising, and it's a very stable number. And so uh, when you get into these recessions, they cut back because they need to make earnings come out. They, they don't want to waste money on, you know, encouraging people to come in when, you know, they don't have, you know, discretionary income right now. There's a lot of reasons why you cut back. Aggressive firms actually in recessions will increase their advertising to gain share, but by and large they cut back. Uh, but when you get recoveries, they reinvest, and along with that cyclical uh, you know, trend, you, you have Internet gaining share from other areas, not only magazines and newspapers, although these, uh, you know, the iPad is helping people fight back, but um, also on the Internet, and that's gaining share from television and radio. Um, the, and so th this is a long-term trend. These guys are involved in that. But there, there was an event, and not long after I recommended it, these guys were involved in the purchase of a company um, from actually another company I, I own, uh, or we've talked about on the show, um, uh, called Limelight Networks, which has been having a good period in here, LLNW. They do the streaming for Amazon and Netflix. Do you remember your epiphany moment on that stock? Uh, when you knew what there was an announcement, I remember well, when you told uh, me. when they got the second big account, because you knew they were going to start making money. Exactly. Yeah, but on this one, they're so they're involved in something. Clearly, they're on the negative side of something right now. The stock's gone from forty-four to fourteen. Um, they have, uh, you know, they're, they're trading at ten times earnings. I think I said that. In terms of an enterprise value to EBITDA, these guys are doing forty-five percent operating margins, and that's the highest they've ever done. So in a period where the stock price is going down, um, you know, it's likely that they've lost a big account, although the revenue numbers that ValueLine shows here doesn't show that. They've actually been gaining additional sales all through uh, the last 12 months, and, and it looks like revenues for the full year are going to be up from last year. Earnings... So there's, uh, there must be some operating issue well, there, because look at what's happening to the earnings. Yeah, the earnings yeah. are taking a big hit, and I think what might have happened is... They bought something with losses. They paid up for it, but they have some strategy about taking on a certain sector with this business that they bought from Limelight. I'm not going to tell you I know anything about it because I don't, but at this multiple and with 45% operating margins, even if you lose some business due to a write-off or who, I don't know, but it's certainly worth looking into. Um, they do have some debt. It's 49% debt to capital. They don't historically uh, lose money, so, you know, if they're into a, a sort of earnings-challenged period, it looks like they did it with some thought. 
um, and maybe they've given up earnings in terms of near-term earnings in return for having a monopoly on a certain segment of ad delivery in the Internet. I don't know. But this thing has got me intrigued. No one likes it. It's been left for dead. And as a value guy, that's kind of what I like about it. So this can go in your inbox. It's not going anywhere. This is one of the benefits of value investing versus growth investing. I can think about this stock. I can put it down here. I can go out for a drink. I don't have to worry I'm going to miss it because this has been left for dead. Will a dead piece of meat still be on your desk when you come back from dinner? There, yes. may, there may be some flies on it. But well, I can brush there. those off. A growth guy, he can't leave his desk. He's got to decide right now to buy this or not or he might miss it. Right. And is that any way to live, Mo? They get is that paid. how you're living? They get paid more. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that, my friend. I do not know. Well, you know, you, you said last week that a stock price goes up because either earnings go up or P.E. goes up. And this looks like it's got a potential for both. You've got a left-for-dead price-earnings ratio, so you've got potential expansion there. And if you look at the earnings, yeah, they've taken a big, they've taken a big fall in 2011, but if they start coming out of that trough... You have earnings expansion, P expansion, <coughs> that you know, typically makes for good price action on the stock. So, yeah, interesting. I have asked someone here in the shop to take a look at this, but they're just not getting back to me right now. Fire them. Well, that's always an option, but uh, you don't want to have to do that. So, And we're not, we don't run that type of business, but I might have to do this myself. I don't know. All right. Anyway, next up, uh, a company called Dynamics Research, ticker DRCO. Value line says the stock's at 11, but that price is from a few days ago. Uh, let's see if I can get a better price here. Uh, ticker symbol, DRCO. Because we've had a couple crazy up-down days here. Okay, it's 11.75 now. Uh, what I'm attracted to on this one, uh, Dynamics Research, is it's 10 times earnings. And in Value Line, again, how can I spend six seconds a name and trying to screen through here? It's because I'm screening on PE, relative PE, and then dividend yield, which are all across the top. And if I don't like the PE and I don't like the dividend yield, pass. You know, I mean, that's simple as that. Um, this is trading at a 40% discount to the uh, S&P multiple right now. So I keep looking, 10 times earnings. I'm looking down at the returns on capital, because if I look, have to pick one number to determine you know, if a company's any good, it's probably going to be that one. And they're running in the upper you know, single digits, and then recently they broke into the low, well, I can't say teens. Is 11% teens? Not quite yet. 11 and 12 are so left out. Right. Yeah, preteens. Pre so it's into the preteens. And uh, But I will note that the trend has been good. So if you look at incremental margins, so what has capital done since 2007 and what has EBITDA done since 2007, and you have a delta on EBITDA, delta on capital, it tells you something about what's going on right now. Because if you think about it, return on capital is really kind of an average. It's, you know, what are they earning now versus forever, and, you know, what's the capital now, which they've been building forever. What you want to know is what have they been doing in the last three years? How much have earnings gone up or down? How much has capital gone up or down? And who's in charge of that? And that helps you decide if they're any good. In this case, um, 
return on capital has uh, doubled in five years, and uh, now it, it is down from 10 years ago, but it's had a good recent period. And what these guys do is, and I'm just reading from Value Line, provide management, consulting, engineering, technical, and information technology uh, services and solutions to federal and state government. Uh, the company offers web-based collaborative decision-making tools. Now, you might say, well, Val, isn't government apt to be shrinking? And I might say, I hope so. Uh, it's certainly being argued out, but likely will. But my suspicion is, is if you have to downsize the government or give the bad, imp the bad news to people about their pensions, you don't want to do that yourself, would you? Have I? Uh, I mean, I don't want to do that. So you hire guys to do it, or you get a report or a study. You know, it's not us; it's the study. I mean, right? Right. So if you look, their business has been going up through this period. Their margin has been ticking up a little bit. It is a government customer, and their returns on capital are ten, eleven percent. Which, you know, if you're a government, you know, vendor, you don't you don't actually want that to be too high. It's a reason to fire you. So it looks like you're nice and efficient with that type of return on capital, and it just means you can probably pay people well, because your return should actually be higher, but it's not, so where's that money going? Probably the people that know people in government. You know, it's that's probably what's happening. And so it's probably stable, and it's 10 times earnings. On an enterprise value to EBITDA basis, uh, they've got about, uh, you know, I don't have a calculator here, but they've got about $27 million in EBITDA, and remember, the operating margin in value line is in the EBITDA margin, and they do that, I think, for ease of use, and then they pull depreciation out after that operating margin line. But 27, and then my enterprise value is, uh, where's my calculator? 11.75 times 10 million uh, plus the debt minus the cash um, divided by 27. So 8.9 times. Okay. And I might take the inverse of that, 1 over 8.9. 11.2%, that's the cash-on-cash cash yield. And that's pretty good when the okay. long bond is at 2%. So Dynamics Research, uh, recent numbers look a little good. They're mo moving higher. So I don't know what you think of that one, Mo. Well, you know, um, you said uh, this is a company that has connections. You know, you create connections. It seems so. I don't know that. I don't want to. You can know it. it. Well, there's a phone number here. No, nine seven eight. You know the guy. The guy who runs it's a Reagan. Well, Reagan, right? That's the, not. Are cousin, we? They're cousins. That could be. Cousins of the Reagans are the cousins of the Reagans. Are they really? Yeah. I did not know. Twice that. removed, but there's an name. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, quick rant. Can I have a rant? I used to have rants all the time. Go ahead. Go for it. Okay, here's a test for listeners. Uh, tell me what this company does when I tell you <clears throat> that it, uh, the company is involved in task analysis and automated training management for human performance improvement solutions. It, often, it also in, uh, offers business intelligence solutions designed to provide actionable information needed to make critical decisions. Well, I summarized that already. They help them fire people. That's what I think that all means, Mo. Why Don't you that, think? I, why is it so hard to write a paragraph on what a company does? What well, do they do? Well, 
Uh, there's not so hard to do. Anyway, that's my rant for the day. Sorry. Um, they just did get a, a contract at the uh, the Veterans Affairs Office for fourteen, you know, fifteen million bucks. It's not huge, but you know, sometimes that might be a little sign of getting some momentum. If you're connected, you know, you get you get one, you get one contract. Maybe there's more to come. It's interesting. I I, I like it. I'm not blown away by it though. Yeah, I know. Okay, what else do we have here? Oh, this is one of yours. You like this one, Mo? TC pipelines. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. We've done. I, I, I've never really looked at these MLPs until we started doing the show, and there's no doubt it's a sector. I think everyone should start getting to know. These stocks all have six, seven. We even seen a couple of eight percent yields as we were going through the uh, the oil services group. Well, today. and the legal of it is, uh, you know, we had that call with my buddy of mine. Yeah. It's a return of capital. Yeah, so, so it's, it's not it's, it's It's tax advantage. The yields are huge. The charts on these stocks are amazing. They've been more or less flat since uh, 2005, 2006, which is saying a lot when they're paying a 6% yield. Um, so you got to like that story. And when, you know, we're, we're pretty sure now rates are going to be near zero uh, through 2013. So you're, everyone's yield hungry. The we were talking earlier, Leon Cooperman was on a show the other day, and he was saying that overweight energy, so they're in the right sector. They've got a stable revenue stream. So it's a great story. It's a it's sector you really, I think, got to get to know. And this is the first one of them, but you can tell me what you think of the numbers in the company. Well, I, you know, I, I saw this. Uh, we've been talking about this for some time. You know, it's a, it's a time when people need yield and uh, – you know, you've got people that did the right things their whole careers. They saved a little money. They have a little money in the bank, but they were kind of counting on earning six percent. But the bank's offering one. I mean, it's just hard. But these things are offering what you had hoped to earn at the bank or in a treasury. And really, the only risk to it is, is that they stop paying it. You don't have a risk to principal. Um, the stocks are among the most stable you'll see because you have a call on the underlying property, which is pumping generally energy, which is a commodity with uh, with value. And so fr from a principal point of view, these things have been pretty stable. Um, there's always the risk that the rules change and it's not return of capital. Well, that just means you got to pay tax. So instead of 6 7 it goes down. Um, maybe the prices adjust at that point. You know, I can't speak to that. But there's also no talk of doing that that I'm hearing. So uh, I, I always think this is a good place for yield. And then my own, you know, the second thing I look at is what are the underlying properties? And can they maintain a yield? In this case, because we've seen some where they're so confident in the future earnings that they're paying a dividend that uh, at this point is, is higher than the earnings. And I think these... Uh, MLPs are required to pay out 95% of cash flow. Um, you know, I'm not certain of that. You'd have to check the rules in your neighborhood. But uh, in the case of, you know, coverage, these guys are just hovering right at earnings. Um, last year they paid a little more. This year they're just in line and they're moving, you know, to be uh, covered, you know, just by a, a dime or two into the next year or so. Um, so they're paying everything out. They've got... 25% debt to capital, that doesn't seem to be a, a concern. 75% operating margins. Their primary assets are pipelines. They own, uh, let's see, they 
they own a 46% interest in a 2,100-mile pipeline, a gas transmission pipeline. And here's what I'd say about that. With gas at these prices, gas has gone down in price a lot because, of course, they're finding a lot of gas. The United States is the fastest-growing uh, energy-producing nation in the world right now um, because of the shale gas they're finding. And so the pipeline, that's the toll gate, you know. And so, yeah, prices are going down for gas, but my guess is because the revenues here look so stable that – Prices aren't going down for shipping gas. It's going to be so many cents per cubic, you know, meter. And, and so uh, as prices go down, volumes are going to go up. Their toll is going to go up. And I think um, that bodes pretty well for the future of these gas pipelines. And, and there's a lot of them. This is just one that popped out because of the yield. Um, and so, yeah, I like it. I like it for a portfolio that needs yield. So do I, which leads you to the next even better yield. Yeah. Are you going to talk about that or do you want? I'd, I'd like to, but, yeah. I, but I can't pronounce it. Okay. Ticker TLP, Transmontagne. No. For I you French-speaking listeners. I think that might be Montage. Is it Montage? Montagne. I, I don't know how to say that at all. Montage. <clears throat> well, I mean, there's no, there's, there's no, there's no N in montage. There's no N in French. Yeah, you French speakers, <laughs> right in ticker TLP. Uh, and again, this one was just this high yield, the seven percent well, yield. You said at the beginning of the show you were going through the St. Louis Federal Reserve numbers, and you said, looking at the charts, these are the lowest interest rates I've ever been. Well, in uh, yeah, in our careers. In our careers. And so that makes the, 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 the case for yield the most compelling that it's ever been in our careers. Yeah, yeah. So, again, I, I like this space. I think it's, it's, a part, it's, a, it's an area that I want to get to know better. There's another thing to which, I, which my gut tells me about all of these companies, including Transmontage, is uh, you know what NIMBY stands for? Yeah, sure. What? Not in my backyard? Exactly. Yeah. No, and think about what's no going pipelines, on. Yeah, yeah. No pipelines. And you think about what's going on with Keystone. These yeah. guys are sort of like grandfathered in. Yeah, right. And They're not so, going to undo the pipeline that's already there. Exactly. So that, I think, is a pretty big, it's a pretty compelling case for the companies that have in, you know, in-place infrastructure. So I like that. The one thing I don't know, which I'd like to know more about, and I probably will over the course of the next couple of shows, is the difference between... Petroleum or the gas pipelines? Is there, you know, are there ecological differences? Are there economic differences? But it's a great space. I like it. The stock looks pretty stable, but, uh, you know, you're the expert on the financials. Um, I wouldn't say that. I mean, again, for me, this is just, it's a, they have a couple of pipelines. I mean, it's, it's good to question the gas versus the oil. I'd say whichever one you have, um, gas, the demand is apt to be going up. Oil, I think the demand is also apt to be going up. I'm not sure about our productive capacity of oil. Um, I think that as these prices for gas have been falling, what I've been reading recently is, of course, the drilling equipment and such is being drawn over to drill on land for oil. And there's new techniques in oil drilling just as there are in gas drilling. Um, the Gulf has been reopened to, to exploration. There are some new deep water exploration technologies, and we, I think we have talked about some of those on the show. Um, uh, so uh, I've been advising, you know, when they come up to 
invest in uh, explore, exploration companies that are doing uh, water and deep water. But right now, given what's going on in America, you know, some of this equipment is getting back into um, oil. And so my suspicion is if you're a, a pipeline, you're kind of good either way right now. Just per capita demand for oil and gas, um, you know, wind isn't going to cut it as much as we wish it would. There's not enough windy places that are always windy that are going to help us that much. Or it's a future thing when there's windmills all over the ocean, and maybe that'll, you know, be something. And there's tides and all that. But that's so far out in the future that in the near term, particularly for India and China, fast-growing countries where people want, what do they want? They want electricity, light, heat, you know, hot water. And right now you're going to need, you know, fossil fuels, and that's going to help demand for oil and gas. And, and you know, we're in plentiful supply of both as a economy. So I think these guys are in, in good shape. That's, yeah. you know, I, I don't, we don't. Now, one time we tried to call one of these guys. Remember? The, they had one employee. They were a royalty well, trust. Not going to have much luck with this what, company. What, yeah, they tried again. They these have guys zero have zero em- employees. employees. But uh, they Hello, do. you have reached the voicemail of know. nobody at the, they, at the sound of the message. They do have a phone number. I don't know. I think that just goes to the lobby. If they have zero employees... You might get the security who, guard. They have uh, the CEO is Charles Dunlap. Thank you for calling the Denver office of Transmontane. Oh, Transmontane. Transmontane. Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mountain Time. If you need further assistance, please feel free to leave a message. Thank you. That was an automated voice. All right. That wasn't even a person. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, this is uh, what a business model. of the value guys. We're just calling to talk about your company with our listeners. Uh, can you maybe email a time that would be convenient to speak with Mr. Charles Dunlap? It says there's no employees, and he's the only one named. So uh, val at thevalueguys.com. Uh, please email a couple of times when you might be able to chat. Thank you. Good day. All right. That always works. People hop right on the phone with that. So uh, how do they pronounce that? Did you Transmontane. Pass- Transmontane. Transmontane. You were saying Transmontage. Transmontage. Yeah. Transmontane. Okay, well, that's uh, so what's four your, names. What's and your favorite? Uh, we're all done this week. My favorite is, uh, let's see here. So much to choose from, Mo. A, an embarrassment uh, of riches. You know, I. this is probably just, you know, what do they call it? Uh, Woman's pers- intuition? No. I, no. They, well, they might call that that, but it's that selective perception. You know, when you already have something, then you notice it. Like when you have a car, you yes. notice other people's car. I'm that way with stocks. So this digital generation, I'm already familiar with it. I'm already involved emotionally. So I'm not ready to give up on it in part because I don't know hardly anything about it. So I'm going to recommend doing work on DGIT, Digital Generation. How about that? Great. I'm going to go with the TC Pipelines. Um, Again, we talked about NIMBY, not in my backyard, and listen to the numbers. You know, 2,115 miles of pipe, another 1,249 miles of pipe, another 305 miles of pipe. 1,350 miles of pipe. These guys own a lot of real estate. And uh, I think that's pretty valuable. 6.7% yield. I want to be in the space. I like it, and that's my top pick for the week. All right. 
Well, everybody, thanks for listening to another uh, Value Line Observer yeah. with the Value Guys. That's the other show. Yeah. See uh, all our caveats, bios, uh, index to the shows at www.thevalueguys.com. And we also take email, val at thevalueguys.com and mo at thevalueguys.com. Not M-O-W, though. Is this the part where you play the lawnmower for the mow, well, or is this is our? Gonna, no, I mean we don't ever do any music. Yeah. So, have a good weekend, and may all your returns be positive. Many happy. How much will we owe for this? <laughs> We're in a bar now. New venue.